So, Niall, is it only the males that sing? Do the females ever sing? Remember I mentioned to you last week I came across some recent research, I don't know how old it is, I just happened upon this article, which said that female birds do sing. They do, and a lot more research is being done into that now. Uh, I think there's always been a, a, a misogynistic bias in among biologists, assuming that it's just the males that sing. Because that, to be fair, that is the case in most of Northern and, and Western Europe. So here in Ireland, in the vast majority of species, it is just the male that sings. There are some exceptions to that rule with uh, the robin, for example, both the male and the female sing, although the female doesn't really sing so much during the breeding season, during the summer months. She sings throughout the autumn and the winter when she's keeping a separate territory. Yeah, isn't, for the it, isn't it the tropical birds with the lovely colours who are like they're not migratory they can breed at any time of the year they're holding territory too and they sing to do that whereas we have a seasonal way of doing our mating and birds and it's only springtime so it's you're not compared in like with like so the cuckoo in Ireland it's the male that sings because he's here in Ireland and that's how it works so there Jerry. Yes that's absolutely right we can be categorically sure that in the case of the cuckoo it is just the male that sings the female cuckoos do not sing that famous cuckoo song cuckoo. Um, and that's genetically hardwired into their brains as well so it's not like they have any choice in the matter our songbirds that we get here in, in Ireland um, so let's say robins blackbirds uh, the chaffinches all the stars of the dawn chorus really they are birds that learn their songs from their fathers in the nest so that the male birds so the male offspring learn what song to sing and the female offspring learn what song to listen out for and, and be impressed by by listening to their fathers with the cuckoo however of course they never meet their father or indeed their mother and that song therefore is genetically coded into their brains they never have heard it before it's just something some instinct tells them this is how I sing this is how I sound and so they've no choice in the matter it's not a learned behaviour it's entirely innate well why don't they sing like meadow peppers I wonder so that they fool the meadow pipits so they come in and No, no, but I mean they're in the meadow pipits nest and they sing they don't, they don't know their cuckoo's mm. day it could be meadow pipits yeah. so do they know? Ah, well it's the meadow pipit here in Ireland, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just talking about Ireland, that's where I am. I can't <laughs> talk about everything <laughs> Come on, you have to be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so therefore, why don't they sing like meadow pipits if other male birds in the baby's nest learn about their daddies? Why don't a cuckoo in a meadow pipit's nest, what doesn't know it's a cuckoo, why doesn't it sing like the daddy meadow pipit? Because if they, if they'd evolved the ability to do that, it would have been an evolution dead end because when they become adults they don't want to try and mate with a meadow pipit they want to try and attract another member of their own species another cuckoo so, so they the have to have some unique sound we're on a heightened to nothing yes that, that would be the case and, and of course as far as we know with cuckoos they don't even have the ability to learn sounds it's all entirely hardwired in their brain whereas other birds all the songbirds particularly if they are raised by the wrong species uh, they will uh, learn to sing the wrong song they might do a bad impression of it a bad, bad version but they have to learn that song from the parents but the cuckoo is an Exception. As anyway, are pigeons. Let's say hello now to Richard Collins at his home in Malahide. Richard, you will remember some years ago we travelled to Wiccan Fen in Ely in the south of England to see some cuckoos there, and they had chosen the nest of the reed warbler, not the meadow pipit. Now, in the UK, I know they nest in meadow pipits' nests as well, but it seems to be in that part of the world at any rate, the reed warbler. Yes. Now, this is about showing off, Derek, remember. And if you're going to show off, you put yourself in danger. Now, if you're a bird, you show off either with your song or with your plumage or with flamboyant dances or whatever. But by doing so, you place yourself at particular risk. The sparrowhawks, the predators will spot you more easily and will target you. Now, which is better? that the female carrying the next generation in her eggs is lost, or the male. The female is the important one. So, naturally, she does the less dangerous, less 
flamboyant things. Now, it is not a universal rule because in many cases uh, across the board, not just in song, but also in plumage, you get more flamboyant females than you do males. And you get in some cases almost a complete reversal of roles, such as in the red leg phalarope. So it's not written in stone. The rules in biology are approximations. They're tentative rules of thumb, not like physics, where everything is neat and tidy, E equals MC squared and force equals mass by acceleration. It's not like that in biology. It's much more tentative, much more provisional. But why not stick with the same species if it's successful? So, for example, if it's the meadow pipit here in Ireland, why not just do the meadow pipit everywhere? The cuckoo, of course, has a huge range. They breed all across Europe and Asia, all the way right across to Japan. And there's different species there. So the meadow pipit might be a common bird here in Ireland, but Mm. that's not necessarily the case across Siberia or into Japan or places like that. And the cuckoo has to be adaptable. It has to focus on different host species. For example, in many parts of Scandinavia, they uh, use red starts, the common red start as the host species. Uh, Sedge warblers are sometimes used in other species too. It seems that what happens is, in general, the female cuckoos, they will lay their eggs in the nest of the same species that reared them. They do imprint on those. Now, if it happens that that species isn't available, she still has to lay her eggs, so she'll seek out the nest of another species, but she won't necessarily know the tricks of the trade or how to fool them, so it's less successful. But what seems to happen is, over time, over a long period of time, when a particular group of females focus on one host species, they evolve so that their eggs come to resemble those. And in many ways, therefore, female cuckoos almost behave like multiple different species in many ways because they have different eggs and they focus on different species. But the males are what keep the species from breaking up into, into separate separate ones because they'll mate with any of the females. And it seems in the case of the egg production, the male contributes no genes at all to the production of the eggshell or anything like that in his offspring. It's all down the maternal line. So that seems to be why that's the case. And of course, if a cuckoo has to lay her egg in a different host species, it won't resemble the eggs of that species and there there's a greater chance of it being rejected. And in many cases, the, 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 the ruse is spotted and that egg is ejected before it ever hatches.